Well, welcome into the Edge Kingsland Lockdown podcast, and we're continuing to talk about holiness with a W. And uh, and today I'm joined by Blair Franklin. Hello, Blair. Hey, Frosty. And also Kath Gibson. Hi, Kath. Hello. Uh, and and what we're doing today is we're going to talk about generosity in the context of the the overall way in which we've been unfolding this idea of of wholeness wholeness or holiness, uh, shaping up this life of really asking the question: What does it look like to be human beings in the image of God, flourishing and living these whole lives? And we've spent some time talking about kind of what it is to be us. Uh, navigating our own complex lives. But we've also been trying to open ourselves outward as well and think about the fact that integral to what it means to be human is to also be connected and interconnected with God, with others, with self and and with creation. And so um, last time we talked about manakitanga and this idea of the duty of care that we have toward one another in community. And today we're kind of continuing on that theme by talking about generosity Again, looking at the way in which really our orientation outward toward the world and toward others is actually connected to our own wholeness and also to the wholeness of those that we um, live in community with. So uh, that's kind of what we're, we're talking about today. And so, Blair, I'm going to start with you um, and really ask the question, why, why you think generosity matters uh, for you? Uh, generosity matters for me. I put down that I think um, it's it's kind of partly the way that we're made, um, and and particularly as Christians, just like that kind of idea that we've received something from God, um, and that your kind of natural instinct is you want to give it away, you don't want to just sort of contain it within yourself. So, and and I'm not sure if this is an exact quote from Scripture, but that I think it is um, as you freely received, freely give. Mm. So I don't know, it's something when I became a Christian that, yeah, it's just like you, you sort of inherit sort of something of God. It feels like a blessing, you know, to give it away. So, um, yeah, that, that's probably why, well, first reason I'd say generosity matters. Um, what else? Probably I think that it sort of represents something of God's character. Mm. Um, like, um, you know, God's a giving God. And so as we, as we give to others, if, you know, we, we witness to who, who, who God is, who Jesus is. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's all those kind of old Testament themes around, um, you know, caring for the poor or, mm. um, kind of some of those kind of grunty old Testament prophetic books around justice and mm. all of those sort of themes. So, you know, as you, as you be generous to others, you might be, you might be responding to some of those needs or some of those injustices or something like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's a couple of things. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. I think um, for a lot of people, when they think about generosity, they don't think Old Testament kind of social justice prophets. Um, do you know what I mean? Like the, those kind mm. of calls to justice. But actually, as, as you're just mentioning that generosity or the, or the lack of generosity, is is tied into a lot of those those sort of stories and the challenges that those those prophets were bringing, um, and you talk about it kind of being being a natural instinct in terms of your faith. Is that something you experienced when you when you came to faith that 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 you felt this kind of natural response to toward being generous? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, like uh, mm. you know, 
just sort of like wow this is awesome <laughs> yeah um and and i mean probably firstly you know it was more in sharing my faith mm -hmm. at the time i was a university student i didn't wasn't exactly rolling in it um <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't sort of a financial thing hugely um but it was more just a generosity of spirit mm. towards others and um you know um yeah just sort of I, previously to that point in my life i'd been very self-focused mm. i think so all of a sudden it was like this holy spirit was like you know wanting to help others or um yeah so so yeah, mm. definitely, it, it, it did sort of um, correspond with becoming a Christian mm. um, for me. I'm not saying I didn't think of others before that mm. <laughs> entirely, but but it certainly certainly um, increased a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's Christianity at its best, right? Is is when it kind of hits people's lives and actually reorients the way they see the world and see others and orients them outward in, in that kind of way. Um, in terms of that that kind of natural instinct that you feel do you do you feel that though that we live in a are, are there social pressures social realities in, in in society at the moment that that quite easily sort of um, suppress or stifle that that tendency or that desire to be generous Did, could you speak to that for a moment yeah well i could probably speak to it for about an hour to be honest but um <laughs> um uh i mean well, so so my life now, I'm, you know, I'm sort of like quintessential, you know, married with two point five kids and a white picket fence. Yeah. Although it's actually a black picket fence. Okay. But, but yeah. Um, so you live on the wild yeah. side. Yeah, I live on the wild side. So, <laughs> um, what happened to all that generosity? Um, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, in this stage of my life, um, I mean, I you know, you hear the expression "keeping up with the Joneses." Mm as sort of an expression which you know oh well, you you're living in this suburb which is okay um but the suburb next door is 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 slightly nicer and it's you get a slightly better view over there and um and and it's a strange thing but there is a sort of a, a subtle subtle pressure whether it's around i don't know um the area that you, you want your kids to grow up in or which which may i, I may say be be a perfectly valid thing in fact, I, I would just um, intervene at this point and just say, I think as we discuss this whole topic around generosity and the way people give, and there's, a, I think there's a lot of room for for people to be themselves, and a lot of individualism comes into it. So, um, you know, talking about it in a way that there's no formula here. Mm. So, um, everyone will express this stuff differently. Um, anyway, but putting putting that aside. Um, yeah, so, so this whole thing of um, you know wanting perhaps something slightly more than what you have currently, um, but the the silly thing about it is what you have currently may be perfectly adequate, hmm. um, and, and so that's the assessment you've got to make. It's like, well, actually, I live in a really nice house. I mean, Frosty and I were just talking about before we came in here that you know, I've got an office where I can work in downstairs, which has been hugely helpful during lockdown, and you know we're sort of purposely built the house to have to have an office space and, and that's just awesome um so heaps of people would love to have that so um yeah th there is that that social that you've got to ask yourself sometimes when you're like okay well you know we, we might we may need to move to a bigger house because i don't know our kids need bigger bedrooms and so that may be a perfectly valid reason mm. they might be growing up in it you know 
but yeah are you just doing it because everybody else is doing it um and sort of not allowing yourself to be contented in your own where you are currently at um but yeah i mean so that's one angle of it um uh i mean capitalism <laughs> we live in a you know this is what i was saying talk about this for ages but capitalism is <laughs> as a, as a i mean capitalism just sort of like the buying and selling of things and free markets of course i'm i don't mind that like that's great in a way that we live in a in a society but the but in, in amongst capitalism there is this sort of like subtle pull from advertising um or whatever it is that you you need all this stuff all the time and, it, and it's like um it, it is a blessing in, in in many senses but but um uh, it's interesting as you again it's sort of not so dissimilar to what i just talked about about keeping up with the joneses you, you start thinking to yourself do i really need this mm. or is this just because i keep getting told by some advertisement that i need it or because everyone else is having it mm. um yeah so uh i was just gonna see if i, I had a quote here actually um Oh yeah, this is from a Lexus Nexus. Uh, sorry, not Lexus. From a Lexus car advertisement. Um, whoever said that money can't buy happiness isn't spending it right. Right. Um, yes. So, so is that sort of thing that? Yeah. You, know, you can be happy if you have this product. This is yeah. what we're kind of constantly told. Um, so so anyway, how that links back to generosity. But I suppose if you if you're always spending on yourself and you're always consuming yourself then you actually forget about other people. We forget about some of the other needs that other people have. Um, so yeah, mm. um, there's other there's other angles I can take on this, but I think I'm probably talking enough, but you know, like the whole housing market sort of situation mm. that we live in, um, the New Zealand dream sort mm. of, you know, what, what the New Zealand dream looks like. <laughs> um, and and how does that, how does that um, marry up with living a generous life? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting thinking about the connections between like contentment, if you like, and and generosity, in yeah. terms of it's it's our yeah when everything is oriented toward really not wanting us to be content because to be discontent means we we spend and that stimulates the the whole system, you know. Um, but what that means is that 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 lack of contentment that we kind of live with um, does become this force on us or this something on us that that does could end up consuming the resources that we could otherwise be generous with and and so on that's that's interesting Kath let's let's come to you um and just ask I suppose you know as we think about generosity what what do you think about what, what does that look like to you what does that sound like or feel like what does it mean for you yeah well I think um as we've kind of talked about um Generosity for me sort of moves me from my sort of individualism to something bigger than myself. I think even um, for us as Edge, like it moves us um, to something bigger than ourselves. And I think generosity sort of says that it isn't all about me. And if we sort of take the concept of um, everything is spiritual, uh, our whole lives, then everything about generosity as a value and a practice is, is spiritual too. I think Jesus was uh, hugely spiritual. I'm sorry, hugely generous and spiritual, <laughs> uh, to use that word. Um, yeah, just like kind of what was talked about, I guess, last week with the whole concept of manakitanga. So if we're following sort of the ways of Christ, then, um, yeah, we are to be generous um, people too. 
and I, I think also just kind of one other thing I think sometimes we um, can use stories in the Bible or passages in the Bible to talk about generosity in terms of finances and I think finances is definitely one part and an important part but I think sometimes it's good to to expand that a little bit further and sort of open up the idea of or the word generosity to, to include other things like words you know like spoken like being generous with our words written or spoken or being generous with our time um, towards something or to doing something um, with our care yeah I think mm. opening up generosity as a spiritual practice um, as a value is is part of what it means for us to be human mm. Yeah, and like Blair was talking about when he first, you know, when he was a university student and wasn't flush. I remember those days. I remember my, you know, my my ten dollars for for spending um, and carrying that ten dollars around and thinking, you know, what's what's that ten dollars going to go on this week or whatever it was? Because my accommodation supplement, you know, et cetera. You know, you're managing all of those things when we're at uni. Um, so I, I I resemble those uh, those remarks, Blair. Uh, <laughs> um, but in that in that space, like as you were talking about, you know, you, there's a, there's a generosity of spirit that I think reflects what what Kat's talking about here as well. Um, that isn't only related or or specifically related to money. Money becomes one of the ways because it's such a central feature of all of our lives. I suppose um, becomes one of the ways that we express generosity, but certainly not the not the limit. That's not what generosity means as such, um, becomes one of the ways in which we can demonstrate that, especially those with the means to do so. Um, yeah, Blair, let's let's come back to you and, and then, you know, think about this, um, this generous spirit, this generous way of seeing life. Um, what do you think that does for our, our view of the world, our experience of the world, our experience of life? What is, what is that? generous spirit do in that regard well well i think it helps us to engage with the world um and what, what i sort of mean by that is that you know if you if you just live a life where i'm not saying it's a bad thing but but you know if you just go to work come home hang out with your family go to church and you sort of and that's a kind of thing well you you you, you may have a you know um a heart for the people you work with which which i do as well i may mm. say but 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 um you know there's sort of a an element of of society where you know there might be bigger needs out there but if we don't if we don't sort of engage with that we we can kind of forget that it's almost there mm. so um you know you asked me you know what, what what is being generous you know how does that shape my view of the world or um but yeah just by being in the world and perhaps going towards some of the needs that i see um, or you know, it grows my empathy. Mm. If I didn't, if I didn't go towards it, I would just forget about it. Mm. And and um, and so by actually going there and exposing myself to it, I'm like, wow, you know, some people have it really. Some people have really challenged lives, and it's it's not necessarily to do with just them making bad choices. It's things they've inherited or or what mm. have you. Um, so yeah, I think there is a um, kind of almost encourage people to, you know. Um, to go out and have a look at some of the sort of the needs around them, and then by doing that, it might sort of um, grow your empathy for those situations. Mm. Um, uh, what else did I put down? Um, things. Uh, uh, one thing that psychologists have, have said 
um, in terms of, you know, as you experience the world and be generous to the world around you, psychologists have said that um, they've done experiments with people and people actually feel happier when they help another person than when they just enjoy something for themselves. Mm. Um, so, you know, you might think watching all the movies in the world that you love is going to bring you maximum happiness, and I'm sure it would bring you a lot <laughs> of happiness. But, yeah, these the, the psychologists have shown that people actually go and, I don't know, give $20 to somewhere, someone else, um, that they, they get a, a higher sense of satisfaction out of mm. doing that. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so probably, um, um, but well, I suppose the other, the other point to, to say as well is just that um, you are potentially being genuinely helpful to others um, as you, as you, you know, try and be generous towards other people. Like there's, there's actually needs that are going to be, needs are going to be met mm. um, and potentially in people that, you know, are in vulnerable situations. Mm. So no, yeah, it's, it's not just all lovely intent, and oh, it makes makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually this is, a, this is a concrete thing here. There's something happening here. There's, you might actually be able to change, you know, some of the as I said what, at the beginning injustices or mm. or people's outcomes or what have you. So yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I think that kind of the both ends of that are, are important. But I think yeah, if all we talk about is how generous, how being generous makes you know me feel better, um, then we do miss the 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 empathy that you're talking about, which is actually that generosity is not just about me feeling better, even if it does actually overall improve my well-being to be a generous person. Um, yeah. Yes, there's, there's a gener <laughs> there's a generosity of spirit that says that's probably not the only thing I should be thinking about. Uh, is this improving my overall well-being? But it's but it's this <laughs> extension of yeah, the, the the meeting of real needs, um, the the writing of injustice. Um, yeah, I mean we, we we joke about that, but mm. you know. There is a, a certain sort of um, probably what I call I don't know maybe false Christian teaching, but uh, uh, you know, as you, the more you give, the more you're going to get. You know that sort of transactional type Christianity, mm. um, which has its limitations. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so um, it's, it's quite nice to remember that being generous is looking outward towards yeah. others first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the. Uh, I remember that you give more, so you get more uh, messages. I heard as a younger man, um, and you know, it's. I think it's even interesting to be talking about this as a faith community, um, because it's such an important facet of our lives. But I think uh, sometimes, in and and this is across the whole history of the church. You know, the the Middle Ages was pretty well known for for using stuff like this to essentially, you know, get. The, the the stuff from the people for the church and so there's this um, inherent tension I think whenever faith communities try to have these conversations about either either you just go with that and you're like yeah yeah um, give it all to us or or you have to engage in the in the in the healthy tension of actually how do we talk about healthy ways of being generous as a community um, you know in ways that are important um, but but without uh, the church itself being a, being another example of that kind of narcissistic um, thing that just is, is all about itself and yet very real needs within even the community of faith um yeah for sure yeah uh for either of you has it been maybe, maybe kath will start with you um have you ever been on the end of on the like the receiving end of of, of something you would point to and say oh that was that was a real generous moment um 
you know, did, did that happen? Did, has anything like that happened for you? And has that had some kind of impact on your life? Yeah, well, actually, last week, so a recent lockdown story, our mm. um, neighbours have some amazing fruit trees. And when we're not in lockdown, they um, often there's a knock at the door and um, they've got a little grandson and he would kind of be standing there with a bag of fruit and we have a bit of a chat and say thanks and then he kind of runs off or they'll kind of hand us a bag of fruit over the... Um, what do you call it? over the fence or something like that. And the other day, um, sitting down at the bottom of our driveway was this brown bag. And in the brown bag, there was a whole bunch of avocados. They've actually got the most amazing, uh, biggest avocado tree I've ever seen in some backyard. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, that is so cool. Like even in lockdown, they are still figuring out ways that they can be generous towards us. Mm. Um, obviously in a level three way, so kind of leaving it, in, in the driveway but I think for me I just it kind of invoked a sense of um like wow or 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 like I want to do something for them or how can we thank them or even kind of taking that concept of kind of paying it forward like well how can I be generous to someone else or um yeah what what can I kind of do and I think um yeah, for me, I think that just as well, it's a really simple, small little story. It kind of came to mind because it's so recent. But I think it, it kind of highlights for me too that um, generosity can be contagious. It's mm. just the the sense of um, response that kind of came out of me was like, wow, what, what can I do now? Oh, that's so awesome. How can I be generous? We are in level three, but what can I still do for someone? So, yeah. Yeah, it's really great, cool. It was great to eat some of their avocados. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great. <laughs> um, uh, anthropologist Rene Girard talks about um, uh, this uh, mimetic um, uh, behaviour that we exhibit as as human beings, which might seem like a weird thing to say after a story about avocados. But um, <laughs> but essentially, he he talks about um, uh, doesn't necessarily use the the idea of contagiousness, but but this idea that we. Um, that we do, when we experience something in someone else, we are much more likely to then um, want to do it ourselves. It's kind of mirroring. Like that's how we learn, even as little babies. Like we 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 learn by mirroring off what we see in our in our parents. Uh, and so it talks about how that can be like a really negative thing. So when people are um, violent or stingy or you know all those different things, then essentially that that kind of escalates and escalates and escalates. Um, but also in moments like this, when you're talking about that kind of generosity that you then want to, you, you experience that and then you're like, actually, I want to uh, pass that on. And even, again, going back to Blair's experience of that with God, I think maybe there's there's something in that and that we experience generosity from God and we want to then extend that out beyond ourselves. Um, that, again, at its best, I think our faith is cultivating the... Um, the kind of escalation of the good, <laughs> if you like, that as we become yeah. people in community who um, start to engage in these acts of generosity and empathy and, and all that kind of stuff, and instead of getting sucked into the kind of vortex of of consuming as much as possible for ourselves, that that actually starts to spiral and escalate, and we and we we cultivate the the growing and the spreading of of generosity rather than of kind of scarcity and clinging on to stuff for ourselves. So I think that's, that's kind of, anyway, 
You can tell that's uh, that's someone who's been living by themselves for too long. If a story about oh, yeah. avocados makes them think about all of that. But anyway, it's <laughs> nice to be talking to some people. <laughs> um, Blair, what about for you? About for you? Uh, you know, have you been been a recipient of generosity in your life? Um, I was just thinking, um, I'd forgotten about this, but just when you started talking, Kath, for some reason it reminded me, Linda, Linda Burson is a bit of a shout out to Linda, but you know, um, she gave me, I think it was for Christmas last year, just this little book of poems. Um, and I sort of put it away and thought, oh, that's nice. I'll, I'll get around to reading it sometime. But yeah, during lockdown, I've, it's become my staple. Um, um, and it's anyway, it, it probably wasn't a hugely expensive gift, but you know, Linda knows me and she knows what, <laughs> what, what I like. And, mm. um, and, and I've got so much um, satisfaction out of that little book. Um, and it's actually stimulated me to try and write a few things about my kids during lockdown and, you know, trying to find a way of coping with lockdown and finding some some joy out of this experience that, you know, if I do something with my girls during the day that I just write a little blurb about it before I go to bed, which kind of grows my sense of gratitude for the day and, mm. um, you know, it helps my mental health and things like that. So. Um, but anyway, it was just a, a small thing that, mm. you know, she, she gave a gift and now I'm sort of, you know, it's carried on. Mm. It's now become a thing I'm writing for myself, for my girls or mm. who knows what, what I could do with it. Mm. Um, uh, anyway, um, it, to be honest, the, the examples that I thought of, um, were more non-financial gifts, mm. um, people that have made big sacrifices in their life, um, which I benefited from, like I had a lecturer at university called Charles Rickett um, and he was like um, uh, uh, trained in law at I can't remember if it was Cambridge or Oxford but he was just like an amazing intellect and he could have done anything he could have he could have gone to the bar in London and you know been in the sort of the, the top courts in England but for some reason he decided that he wanted to be a teacher um, because he wanted to he wanted to impart what he knew to others and even though financially you know, he made nowhere near as much money as what he could have. Um, and he was the most incredible lecturer. Like, um, he gave me the confidence intellectually that I could do it. Mm. Um, you know, expanded me amazingly. Even to this day, you know, 20 years later, I'd still say that, you know, he sort of made, gave me the confidence to, 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 to think as a lawyer and all of that sort mm. of stuff. But anyway, um, um, yeah, so... Which, which again ties back into what we talked about. That generosity is not just about money; it's it's about a whole lot of it's about utilizing what you have actually for others. Mm. Um, just a just a practical thing mm. that people, if they're listening to this, I thought you can do is it's quite quite useful. Just maybe do write down, do a little inventory of all the things that you you have. It could be talents, it could be education, um, experiences in life they're unique to you you know because we're often in the in the situation quite often in your life you think i don't really have that much to give mm. sometimes because i don't know like for me at the moment you know i've got my family and that takes so much of my time and um but yeah sometimes if you do an inventory of what you do actually have you realize there's more there than you think yeah um and and again just a little shout out um something i struggle with for quite a bit of my christian life and i probably shouldn't have struggled with it but but like we go back to university and i actually did a property degree um uh, as well as a law qualification mm -hmm. and and um but it, you know 
because I, a lot of the Christian circles that I've been in haven't been particularly commercial, shall we say. Um, yeah, so, sometimes having a property degree, I always felt a little bit embarrassed about it almost. Yeah. Or um, it was like, ah, uh, you know, because that sort of um, that that sort of sect of society or whatever, you know, maybe considered to be quite commercial or, but actually, you know, yeah, as I, as I went back and did an inventory of the things I had, it's like, well, actually this is a, this is education that I've been given mm. or, you know, it's an opportunity that I had and like, this is something I don't have to use this, you know, to become um, wealthy or <laughs> um, like these, the, you know, this, this could be helpful to other people in some way or um, um, so, so yeah, um, you know, everything that you've been given by God, you know, he can use. Mm. Um, so anyway, just the thoughts around um, making a really thorough assessment of what you have and maybe what you've got to give. Yeah, I think that's awesome, you know, like because it's, um, it's asking the question about, because sometimes when we think about generosity, we think about um, what's going to be left over at some point. Um, you know, what's, what's going to be the surplus of my life at some point, whether that's money or time or energy or whatever, and then I'll figure out something to do with that. But often, because of the way life works, there isn't very much surplus because we just kind of use it all up. Uh, and so that mindset often doesn't actually help propel us into a, a generous way of being. But, you know, what you're talking about is saying, what do we, what do we already have? Um, some of those things we might be using, some of them we might not be using. Um, but how do we look at, yeah, all, all of the things that we already have? And I think you're right that when we do that, we might be surprised at what pops up in our inventory that we sort of hadn't really valued before or thought too much about before. But it might be something that we don't want to use for ourselves. But when we start to think about it in terms of what things do I have that I could use for others, that opens up potentially a whole new set of interesting endeavors, you know. Um, yeah, totally. Can mm, I just jump in here yeah. on a minute on that one, on the um, commercial kind of aspect that you were talking about, Blair, when I was in youth group, this is just kind of a shout out to business owners and businesses, really. When I was growing up in youth group back in the day, um, we had a couple in the church who owned their own business. And I think they basically funded our youth on their, the generosity of their finances and their business. They brought us vans, or us as in the church, but they brought vans and we had all these kind of hoodie sweatshirts at a discounted price. And I don't know, just kind of looking back now, I'm like, wow, I think they were hugely generous, way more financially generous than I even thought about at the time. So just a, yeah, a shout out to businesses and big business practice, actually, that is, um, can have a huge financial um, benefit and generosity attached to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and again, I think the, the like you said earlier, Blair, rather than kind of one formula for what generosity looks like. Um, it's actually, all, for all of us, it's going to look different depending on the kinds of lives that we live, the kind of gifts that we have, the kind of things that we, the, the place that we find ourselves. I remember, you know, thinking about, uh, I was thinking about my parents who, you know, didn't have a lot. They had been hippies who got, you know, saved into the, into the old church situation. Um, so they hadn't gone to uni. They'd, you know, been doing what hippies do. Um, and so they were working on orchards when I was, when I was a kid. Um, and I loved cricket. And I remember one summer for Christmas, um, there was an old, uh, an old bat, my grandpa, a cricket bat my grandpa had had, which wasn't like a high quality cricket bat. 
Um, but it was like an old demo bat of some kind. Anyway, um, dad had taken it and had spent, you know, evenings sanding and oiling and sanding and oiling this cricket bat so that he could give it to me for Christmas. Cause obviously they, they just, you know, they couldn't afford to pay the whatever money for the, the GM or the gray nickels or the, whatever it was that I probably wanted. Um, cause everybody else had one. <laughs> and, um, the story really sticks with me for a kind of a bad reason, which is that, um, I took it out when I got it for Christmas and I was like, thanks so much. That's amazing. I took it out and with the, f- and the first time I used it, a big chunk, like with a real cricket ball, a big chunk broke off the side of it because <laughs> oh, it was no. just obviously like a really bad quality, like bad. And dad had spent all this time like sanding and, and oiling this thing to try and make it this, you know, this cricket bat that I could use. And, and I just, and I used it once and this big chunk broke off. And then I was like, Oh, dumb bat. And then, you know, chucked it in the, chucked it in the grass and kind of wandered off or whatever. Um, <laughs> which in hindsight, very ungrateful. Um, but it wasn't really until I was older. It was probably, it wasn't probably until I was like 30 or something, I think that I sort of remembered that story. And then I thought about, dad being out in that garage standing and oiling that bat and even though that kind of didn't turn out I was kind of struck by how you know what kind of a, a generous act that was of him and how kind of gutted he must have been um when I sort of broke the bat away. straight away <laughs> um and so you know I went back in my in my when I when I remember that story as like a 30 year old or 32 year old or whatever I was and and just said thanks you know like and said that must have been really hard and I really appreciate the time and value you put into that and it's just you know it's interesting thinking about the different places we find ourselves in life and the different ways we we find to be generous and those generosities are not always appreciated by the recipients even um like in my case (laughs) or maybe they are but just not you know maybe the impact is not till quite some time later in that person's life uh, when they realise what that generous act kind of meant, uh, mm. or, or what it was about, um, yeah. Um, Kath, what what when you think about like what challenges what what challenges you experience when trying to be generous, or when wanting to live a generous life? What what challenges do you bump into along the way? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think sometimes it's kind of easier said than done. You know, to kind of take that old saying, um, we can talk about it. That sounds good in theory, but sometimes in practice, it's kind of like possibly where I get, well, it is where I can kind of get a little bit unstuck. And I think sometimes for me, it's kind of like the stingy cat kind of comes out of me and I start second guessing um, the generous thought I had or the generous idea. I, you know, I can kind of think, well, you know, do those people really deserve that? Should I really do that? Um, or I can sort of tell myself, well, maybe I can still be generous, but I can just kind of tone it back a bit, kind of be half, almost a bit half generous. Still a great idea, like, oh, let's be generous, but maybe kind of not in that way, kind of, you know, in, in, in this kind of way. Um, that's kind of one one thing. I think another thing too, um, and this is a bit of a reality check, but sometimes it's easy to, you can be generous for, if it's, to a benefit to me and I'm not saying that I'm you know this is always the way but sometimes it is kind of like oh that works for me or that suits me then yeah I can be generous and I think to just um be truly generous and kind of live out of a kind of monarchy tongue away is just simply be generous to not benefit ourselves but actually just to be generous full stop is is a good thing Mm. (laughs) yeah Totally. Um, yeah, it's interesting that question of 
with I think that holds us back a lot actually the question of do people deserve this generosity from me um, and you see anytime kind of generosity comes up in the wider public conversations that's often one of the things that comes to the surface this instinct to say but they don't really deserve it or you know um, what will they do with that generosity if they receive it um, and and often I think we can Maybe we ask those questions for sort of sort of half good reasons, but the other half of us is is looking for that kind of get out of jail clause. It's a little bit like the um, when the person's talking to Jesus and they say, you know, when they're talking about the most important um, law, and he says, you know, it's it's love God and it's love your neighbor as yourself. And then it says, and the man wanting to justify himself said, well, who is my neighbor? You know, like trying to find like a a way to kind of shape up this conversation, which essentially ends up making me look like I'm pretty much already doing all the things that I should be doing, you know? Um, mm. So Jesus tells this very difficult story for him to hear, which is about the Good Samaritan, um, to confront that sense of like, I, I want I want to shape up instinctively, and, and I, I think I'm like this, instinctively. Uh, I always, you know, I'm, I'm, I can shape up these conversations in such a way that it leaves me feeling like I'm pretty much doing the right thing. Because <laughs> um, the, the conversations that leave me with like, oh, I actually need to do something about this, those are, those are much more challenging, you know? Um, anyway, these are, these are good things to reflect on. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe, yeah. I, um, maybe I shouldn't say this because it, 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 it's, it's a bit of a high bar, but, but one of the, just along, that, along, those, along those lines, of whenever you read in the Bible and you read the wealthy people, you know, um, you know, the wealth, the wealthy people, um, you know, blessed are the poor. You think, Oh, well, I'm poor. You don't, you don't see yourself as wealthy, but it's just interesting. Are those scriptures about people of great wealth? Could that be the majority of Western, Western society? Mm. <laughs> I mean, um, but we tend to go, Oh, it's those other people <laughs> who are in that really rich bracket. Yeah. But you know, when, when there's, when there's, um, I don't know, whatever it is, like 2 billion people in the world who live on less than $2 a day or something. Um, so it's just, it's just um, you know, there's a, there's a quote that says, um, we do not see things as they are, we see things as we are. Mm. Um, and um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just thought around how we perceive these things. Yeah, it's great. It's great, man. Um, and again, it comes back to that. I think part of it comes back to that that drive versus contentment thing. Where it's like, man, if, if most of the world, probably, pretty much most, I think, if most of the world saw what I had, they would think that was wealth. Um, mm. And that's a pretty yeah. challenging thing to to accept. Um, it's hard when you live in a society that doesn't tell you that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm kind of, I'm slightly reticent to ask this last question, but I'll ask it anyway, because I don't want this to be a, a get out of jail card for us um but Blair if we think I think it is a good question to ask which is um for many of us we need this challenge to to be actually to to be generous to propel us outward but it is true that sometimes for people they are they can be generous in ways that actually they overextend themselves in ways that aren't quite so healthy so you do you have any thoughts for how we balance that kind of sense of generosity with the very real needs that we do have in our own lives and perhaps our own families and so on? Um, yeah, just listen to your wife, probably. That's the main <laughs> one. <laughs> um, no, um, it's just um, interesting working these questions out in the context of marriage, though, where, you know, different um, different people 
see things differently but mm. but i think that is probably the the beginning point with this question this is the hardest question i this is the one i found the hardest answer mm. so i'm not going to give a complete answer because but um but you know so some people i've just come over experience are going to see that they just by the very nature of who they are they they just have a bit of a narrow view of what they give towards mm. you know it might be just more closer to home in the context of their own family and things and i, I just think that's you know, if that's the way you're made and you know it's perfectly acceptable and you know and other people have a broader horizon that they just naturally want to give mm. into wider fields so i mean i, I think that there is very much something about your own temperament and and, the, and who you are mm. um i mean i yeah like i was thinking one of the things for me just as a parent what i have this aspiration to, to give my kids some nice holidays as they grow up because i think that being being a kid one of the thing that you remember from being a kid is just how it made you feel mm. um and just the experiences that you had as a kid and so i'd love my kids to have good experiences and that just that being a child was a warm emotional experience mm. um and so you know that, that's something that I would, i'd like to put money towards but that doesn't mean that i have to go to tahiti it could mean i mean we always joke because the favorite holiday that our kids have had so far is when we went to Hamilton and we just went to stay. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it's not fair on Hamilton that I should say that, but um, <laughs> it's probably not um, fair. I should have laughed either. <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had three days in an Airbnb down there and like, it was just awesome. Like we went to the zoo um, and, and we went to the, the gardens um, and, and I'm trying to think of other things we did there. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, we filled up three days and and like for about a year afterwards, Ruby was like, when are we going back to Hamilton? Mm. Um, and so, so yeah, it may be that, you know, trying to get the, 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 um, the balance between giving to my own family and mm. giving to others that, that rather than going on some really exotic holiday overseas, not that I can afford it at the moment anyway, but, but, um, like you know we just go to somewhere closer to home and then that means we've got more we've got money that is available to others mm. and i've still you know um met my goal of giving my kids a good childhood and things so mm. so you know that that just may be one practical example in talking about my own needs and things that i the way i see the world um yeah so i mean and the other thing with this question is some people are very um and some church some church cultures and people's personalities um, take a more measured type approach. You know, um, you know, it'll be like the very sort of like categories, like you know, reducing debt, um, you know, long-term investment, sort of stuff for, for us personally, and then and generosity, and they kind of have a paradigm, and, and sort of, and you know, I, I don't know, certain churches have almost taught like that, but I'm 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 very sort of wary of formulas because. Mm because there's nothing in the bible about formulas um so um but yeah so so you know and i um but but then the, you know like the clapham sect you know that famous clapham mm -hmm. sect you know that that sort of changed huge amounts of british society with their generosity and their giving into different charitable causes and they all live together in a community but yeah, some of them were very measured like there's some of the brightest people in england and they were, and they were incredibly analytical and logical, but, but they had a generous heart. Mm. And I think I read something that by the time a lot of those guys and ladies probably as well, that when they died, 
they didn't have much left. <laughs> they, mm. They'd sort of emptied the tank on, on giving to different causes. Um, but, you know, then I remember reading um, that famous book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and it's it sort of like, you know, but like those guys were like just hard out, um, like they were, they were on the other end of the spectrum and that if there was a need, when they prayed about it, they just gave. <laughs> there was like no thought of the future. And mm -hmm. they, but they changed, you know, they had huge influence on a, on a, a really poor area of New York, mm -hmm. as I recall. Um, and so, you know, just, just, you know, if you're a bit more of that sort of like, I don't know, um, heart led, or if you're more, more um, analytical measured, then, you know, just kind of go with your personality. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've got on my wall something from Cap here, which has got reduction of debt giving asset accumulation <laughs> um you know it, you know they're, they're sort of trying to get you thinking along those lines so um i don't know I, mm. um the other thing i had yeah again just coming back to that theme that i originally talked about like you know you, you need to well, you need to um you, you need to better pay for all your needs you need you need food food clothing and shelter um and but then beyond that when you start getting into wants you know, I suppose that's when it gets a bit more difficult. Mm. You're sort of like, I could want this and I could have this thing I want, but I could spend less on this and give it to others. But, you know, again, I come back to the thing with the advertising. Advertisers and marketing people, you know, they're almost trying to turn um, um, wants into needs. They're trying to make mm. us think that we need it. Mm. So um, just be really careful and be really thoughtful around, you know, do I, do I really need this mm. or is this just something i want because you know um i've got another quote here something i picked up somewhere yesterday's luxuries become today's needs and tomorrow's relics mm. uh, so just be really thoughtful on your behavior around you know um is it is it good consumption or is it over consumption mm. perhaps mm. um but then the other I, I don't know i just had another thing down here which i reckon is i don't know occasional splurges you might live like very modestly a lot of the time but does that mean you always have to live modestly you know it's sort of like the um what is it that lady that um broke the alabaster perfume over jesus mm. that kind of i don't know it's a, it's a different context but but you know like okay you might live really modestly and every now and then just hey you know what we're gonna go and treat ourselves to something nice mm. <laughs> um that you know you don't you don't have to be always in one camp and mm. not the other um so um uh, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool, man. Awesome. Um, lots of good stuff to to chew on. And I think, you know, I think even as we talk about all of this, I'm really struck by the the kind of impact generosity has on the world. You know, like it, it has, it it makes, um, it co creates change where there wouldn't be change. It it um, impacts people where that impact otherwise wouldn't be there. I think about us as a faith community, like as a, as a church community, we are entirely reliant on like generosity to to exist as a community, um, and so if there wasn't the generosity of the people with an edge who gave to it, edge wouldn't really exist in the way that it can, you know. And so generosity is actually causing things to be that otherwise wouldn't be, and I think that's that's kind of a you know a really a really beautiful thing. And and in that sense, it's when we reduce it down to a formula, we kind of we kind of minimize that or, or almost shallow it out. Um, whereas when we actually allow the, the, the dynamics of our real lives to interact with this idea, then there's kind of a richness and a, and a meaning to it that I think is really important, you know. Um, Kath, do you want to finish us off with a thought? Yeah. 
just um actually i've got kind of two questions that i was just thinking of uh, when we were having this corridor so just kind of following on from what you've said michael in terms of um, us as edge and us being a faith community two questions for us to think about as we kind of wrap up here is what does generosity currently look like for us as edge and the second one is what could generosity look like for us um, how can we express generosity and manakitanga and just to finish off sort of a bit of a prayer here in terms of generosity and what what we've been talking about so for us as edge let's be a people who embrace generosity to continue to think beyond ourselves for the benefit of others for the benefit of the common good to be a people living out generosity manakitanga not just thinking of it as a value or a great idea, but letting the spirit of it, the manakitanga message that Jesus carried, go to the core of who we are, so it flows out of us. Amen. Yeah, awesome. Amen. Thank you, Kath. Thank you, Blair. What a great conversation. Really appreciate it.